And we're live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sheep Kishir podcast, where here we talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, the one and only Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to the best educational show on YouTube, Rumble, and on the entire podcasting war in the entire podcasting world. My friends, yesterday was the Fourth of July. I did a whole show on the Fourth of July, celebrating this great country and what it's contributed to the world, as well as why we're kind of raising the question of why is it that we don't see more patriotism in this country throughout the year? Now, some might argue that work itself is patriarchal, is patriotism, and I would agree with that. But what I mean is we don't see people telling everyone how much they love this country, how much they love being an American, except on certain days of the year. And while I was looking at this and that at the, on the news and everywhere else, you know, whenever, if I'm, if I were to mention the term mega, mega, if I would mention the term MAGA, people would immediately try to categorize me. They'd try to categorize my audience. They would try to just nail everybody to the same political cross. But here's what I don't understand. So we're talking about. I'm sure other people have raised this question. I haven't seen it really raised anywhere. But what I want to bring up is when people bring up mag, mega, and ultra, mega, why, what, what era, what era of the United States are we talking about? Are we talking about the early days of this country? Are we talking about the Wild West days of the early, of like the 19th century? Are we talking about the 50s, the 40s, uh, the 80s? 2000s we talking about the present what are we talking about when was when were the best days of america when was america the best it's ever been what is the model we should be aiming for now what era would you have the united states return to a lot of people might say the 50s but then you say wait a minute there was no the civil rights act didn't happen till really the 60s so then the African-Americans were really, were really discriminated against. And so I don't know, I don't know about that. I don't think the 50s per se, I think there were cultural elements of the 50s that were fantastic. But when we look at the 50s, when we look at how certain people were treated, uh, makes it a little harder for me to really go there. But if, if you're older and you're listening to the show and that's what you think, then that's okay. I'm willing to hear you out because I didn't live during the 50s, obviously. Unless I'm a reincarnated version of my, of someone else. I didn't live in the 50s. And so I'm willing to hear what you have to say. I only know it as someone who is a young, young-ish person, early 20s, who's living now in the year 2023. And I only know what I read in a history book or what I read online. Now, to answer this question, when were the best days of America? I want your voice to be heard. And I am very positive that whether it be the silent generation, Gen X, millennials, uh, everybody has their opinion on this. Whether they lived in that decade or they didn't is irrelevant. I think everybody has a certain period of American history that they romanticize. And that they wish we could return to if they had a DeLorean and they could drive back to any time in the in the past 
Where would you go to? When were the best days of America? Well, to let your voice be heard, you can go over to my Twitter. I will post this question at the end of the show today. And you're more than welcome to... I'm going to start doing this after every show. I'm going to start posting the question, the main question I ask during the show, on my Twitter page at the end of the show, so that anybody who listened to the show can then look for the tweet and then respond to it however they want to. And to do that, go over to Twitter, to my page, at Austin Creed, and over there you can respond to the tweet and give, let your voice be heard, because I want everybody to participate in the questions that I ask. I don't just ask them to be a wise guy. I don't ask it to be a rhetorical question. I genuinely want answers. I genuinely want to hear your opinion, and I want to see what you have to say, because everyone, everybody has their own story. Everybody has the desire to be heard. That's why I started this show. Everybody wants to feel heard. Everybody wants to feel like they have a place to go to let their opinions be voiced in a place where they're not going to be thrown out. They're not going to be cast aside. They're not going to have any of, these, any of these things happen to them. And that's what I want this community to be. But whether it's you want to go to my Twitter page at or you want to go to the comment section of the video, whether it's on YouTube or on Rumble, you're welcome to do that as well. But in the meantime, I really want to marinate on this question. When were the best days of America? Now, believe it or not, actually, when I looked this question up, there has been research done. So what I will do is I will pull this up and I'll, I will show it. I'll read it to you for those of you who are not watching the video. I will read it to you. And they bring up a similar question to the one I'm raising today. But here's what it says. It says, when was America at its greatest? This is according to civicscience.com. Fair use to them. Here's what they said. They said, all respondents and segments are segmented into different, er different eras. They have the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s. And then they have the present. And they say that it's weighted according to the U.S. Census figures for gender and age 18 and older. Okay, that makes sense. All right, let's see what they have to say. Let's see. Number one was the 1950s at 24%. 1950s, interesting. Now, number two is the present, if you can believe it. Well, actually, no, it's pretty close. It's pretty close between the 80s and now. The 80s won by 1%. So 16% said the 80s were the best time in America. But there's a large gap of 8% between the 50s and the 80s. Now, I get it. This is going to be a generational difference, and it says 18+. plus. It could be anybody from someone who was born in the early 2000s to someone who's been around since... World War II. You never know. Like I said, this is going to heavily depend on who lived when, your political views, and who you are. Because let's be honest, if I, if you're if you're African American or if you're Hispanic, you're probably not going to say before the 1970s or 60s, probably because. There was discrimination present in the country. There was, It was very difficult for them to live the life of everybody else. Now, for you, you, I know you're probably wondering what I think. Well, 
<laughs> I do have a bias because my my parents, especially my father, he loves 80s music. I actually wanted to play 80s music, 50s music. I wanted to play some Frank Sinatra, Bobby Darin, Perry Como. Uh, I wanted to play some... Though those are my favorite songs from the, the, the favorite artists from the 50s, but I also wanted to go to the 90s and the 80s. I wanted to play some Kenny Loggins. I wanted to play some Twisted Sister. I wanted to play some ACDC. I wanted to play some Michael Jackson. I wanted to play all these things, but I couldn't because they're copyrighted. So <laughs> one day when I get, if I get a radio, when I get a radio show, we can then, or I got, have a, the ability to play these songs, I will play more of them. But I'm not trying to get the whole show copyrighted because of it, unfortunately. As much as I wanted to do it, but that's the way it goes, I guess. Me, I personally think the 80s. I'm really in love with the 80s. I love my favorite movie series is from the 80s. Uh, the music in the 80s, I think, is really well done. Minus uh, certain elements that I think weren't that good. You know, that maybe we did more harm than they did good. But overall, I think the 80s was probably the best time in modern history for everybody. And the one that I would personally want to go to is probably the 80s. So I'd be in part of 16% that said that the 1980s was the best. And then here's the interesting thing that I'm curious about. It says 15% said that now we're currently living in the, in the best time in America. Does anybody in the audience, anybody out there, do you agree with that? Y'all agree that we're living in, living in the best days of America? I don't think so. Inflation's out of control. Uh, the Fed is out of... Federal government's usurping power. You got questionable characters like occasional cortex. Or you know her as AOC uh, out here suddenly saying that she's worth millions of dollars, you know, certain things, and you have to got the media covering for her as per usual. I, I gotta give the leftists credit, man. They, they protect their own. Meanwhile, many conservatives, especially uh, Tradcons, traditional conservatives, they throw each other over overboard the first chance they get trying to usurp their audience. Yeah, that's unfortunately how it goes, but let's keep going here. It says the winner by a decent margin was the 1950s, as we just pointed out. It was after America had become victorious from World War II, economic prosperity was rampant, and our status in the world as a superpower was firmly established. Now, that is true. Like I said, the one thing I cannot get past in the 50s is the discrimination against blacks, and blacks especially in this country, because for me, for me, it would be torture living there. I would just see racism happening around me, and look, I'm no social justice warrior, okay? I'm not one of these people that bends over backwards on racial issues. It would just, as someone who's born in California, lived in the Bay Area, I, it would be weird to see, I feel weird when I'm around a bunch of Caucasian people, to be honest. I'm used to being around people that look different than me, talk different than me. It's, it'd be weird. It would be something that I'd have to get used to. Now, let's go to the next graph. Next graph says, when did America stop being great? Now, this is a good question, and it ties into what, what we're talking about today. Here's the answer. 31% say that America is still great. Okay. That's good. I would like to believe that. I still think America is the best. I don't think it's the best it's ever been, but I still think it's good. Uh, so, they, 31% said it is still great. 
30%, not far behind, said the early 2000s. That would be about the time 9-11 happened. It'd be about the time when the war on terror started, Iraq happened. It was when it stopped being great. Those are the top answers by far. Like I said, 31% said it's still great. 30% says that it was early 2000s when it stopped being great. The next closest answer is 15%, so half of the second answer. And they said it was the 1990s was when it stopped being great. Wow. So clearly, we're still suffering from, I think, what every generation has suffered from, which is now is the, the next generation is destroying us. We're the best generation, blah, 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 blah. I think, I think every generation has elements of that. There's no question about it in my mind. But I think this graph highlights that reality. Let's go to the next one. Here's, this, uh, here's what it says. Which of the following do you think is the single most important principle that has defined America's greatness? Mm. What do you think? You, yes, you listening to the show, what do you think is the answer to that question? I'll read you the graph. They got the graph right numbers right here. Here's what it says. Number one answer was this. Individual liberty was number one by a pretty decent margin. One by 8%. Individual liberty was what people said was the single most important principle that has defined America's greatness. I would agree with that. Next, uh, taking coming in at second place was the economic opportunity and prosperity. Now, this is something I thought would be a little bit closer to the liberty part because it ties in perfectly with the idea of individual freedom. Let me ask you something. For those of you who are from other parts of the world who are more recent immigrants to this country, how much economic opportunity and prosperity options did you have say in Mexico, in India, in China, uh, and these, or really a lot of European countries, really, with all the socialism going on and the high taxation and everything else, how much economic opportunity do you really feel you have versus here in America? Here in America, you could start off as being at the lowest of the low, growing up in the slums, in the streets, and then you could find yourself at the end of your life living in a, living in a big mansion with five cars and God knows and a, and a yacht and God knows what else. That's the beauty of America. That is the American dream. You look at the history, especially you can do that. You, your life was largely determined by your birth. Either you won or you lost at birth for the majority of human history. That is how it's worked. But then you look at this and one of them, America's greatest qualities is number one, you have the freedom to succeed or fail. And number two, that these the economic options are there for you. Now, the number three, number th number one was individual liberty. Number two is economic opportunity and prosperity. Number three was a democratic system of governing and law. Interesting. You know, I, I gotta admit something to you, ladies and gentlemen of the Sheep Kishiered Podcast. I gotta admit something to you. I tend to be very elitist with a lot of the ways that I think I just find look there are elements of democracy that are amazing I mean don't get me wrong but the one thing I can't get past is this idea of 
uh, democracy being a hypocrisy, because you look at people who are very educated, people who are very informed, who follow politics, who know history, and they are very educated in the field, various fields. And then you have people who are know-nothing, ignorant, stupid, or they just don't care, and their vote is equal to yours. Even though your intellect is not equal, your engagement is not equal, your knowledge is not equal, but yet they have equal say in the government that you do. A stinking bum crapping on himself in San Francisco has the same vote as me, a person who's studying about policy, studying the government, who is studying law, who is studying all these things and is n very knowledgeable on the subject and I enjoy learning about it. That bum crapping on himself has the same vote that I do. And that's, that's the problem I have with democracy. Now, you can draw any conclusions you want about that. Go ahead and be my guest. I'm not saying we should live in a total, total, uh, I can't talk today. We should live in a dictatorship, like a totalitarian dictatorship. I can't speak today. My apologies. Or live in a monarchy system. I'm not saying we should. But what I'm saying is this. There are elements of every government that are flawed, and the one I just highlighted is one of the biggest problems with the democratic system, and I'll leave it at that. But my friends, what do you have to say on this? What do you think were the best days in America? What do you think America was truly, truly at its greatest? I want to know. What do you think? You've heard a little bit about what I think. You've heard a little bit of what I have to say on the subject. What do you think? Because America has still the potential to be great, and there are elements of greatness that are still present in this country today. The problem is our leadership is bad because the people are, in basic, in, in layman's terms, uh, the people are lazy, and they want everything for free. And we have no voter ID laws, which has allowed uh, illegal aliens to vote, in my opinion, and has allowed people to double vote, and everything else. And if you want to sit there and say that that's not happening, how can you say that? What systems do we have in place to prevent those things from happening? Do you honestly think that the government spends millions, if not billions of dollars to house them, feed them, give them medical care, give them lawyers, do all these things? Do you honestly think that they do all those things just out of the goodness of their heart? Do you honestly expect me to believe that they do the whole thing just because they're good people and they want to take care of the poor and the downtrodden? I don't think so. If you think that, I think you're a sh I think you're a little bit of a schmuck and you're out of touch with reality. Look, a government at the end of the day is a business just like your local pizza place. Or like the place you get your booze from or you get your cigars from. They are a business and our business called the government has been running a deficit for the last God knows how long. The last couple hundred years. And nobody seems to want to pay the piper. And at some point the piper is going to come back and he's going to take what he wants from us. Because we, they have promised us everything for free. And of course, we want those things for free, but the problem is nothing is actually free. I wasn't planning on talking about this today, but you know what? Now that we're talking about the times in America when America was at its greatest, 
was when there was no welfare, when there was no socialism juggernaut being formed, when there was no... Look, people want to sit there and tell me, hey, Austin, you know, you're really hard on immigrants. Hey, Austin, you know that this country is founded by immigrants. How could you be so against immigration? How could you be so against helping these poor people? How could you not stand for what the Statue of Liberty stands for when it says that give me your tired, your poor, and your huddled masses yearning to live for yearning to breathe free? Well, I would like to change the Statue of Liberty and say, give me your poor, your tired, and your huddled masses yearning to live for free. I think that's a little more accurate. When you look in the numbers and you say that 60% of immigrants are on at least one form of welfare, you gotta ask yourself, are they coming here to work or are they coming here to work the system? Am I allowed to ask that question? Is that making me a racist for asking that? Don't worry, I'll ask it anyway. I don't care what you say about me. I don't think that's racism. I think it's inherently distasteful and disgusting that people come here into our country, they don't pay taxes, they're and they want to sit there and collect money from us hardworking people. That's what I think is disgusting. What do you think? And that is one of the reasons why I think America is still a good country, but it's not at the greatest it once was. I hear stories. I don't know much about my ancestry. I'll be honest with you. Most of my pa- my family doesn't talk about it much. I, I don't know why. I can only assume because they A, weren't told, or B, because it was painful i can only imagine but what i do know is this my ancestors came half of my family came to america when through ellis island and when they and when he came i believe he was irish from what my mother has told me and he was trying to and back in those days there were signs up in the window that said irish and dogs need not apply And then people want to sit here and tell me that there was white, that there's white privilege today. When I got to listen to this garbage about how hard the immigrant works, everybody works hard. Everybody works for what they have. And I got to listen to this garbage about how, because my ancestors suffered to get to the point where I am, helped me get to the point where I am today, that I owe someone else something whose ancestors weren't here. What kind of garbage is that? Why do I owe them something? Why do you owe them something? You don't. You owe them nothing. You gotta listen to... You gotta listen to Hillary Clinton. You gotta listen to AOC. You gotta listen to... Uh, what, what is her name? The, the, the one from Minnesota? Uh, Rashida Talab and all these people telling you that you owe them something. You owe them nothing! They, you owe them nothing. And I don't want anybody to tell me anything different. You owe them nothing. And it's elements like that that make that are slowly draining the life out of America and are preventing it from being restored to the great country, the at the pinnacle that it once was that it once was at. Because trust me, it can come back and it should. The problem is a lot of people lack the ability to truly put the country first. And instead of taking JFK's words of saying, ask not what you can, the country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, people are taking the inverse of that and saying, what can the country do for me? What can the politicians do for me? What can the law do for me? 
That's all. That's what people are more worried about. Not about the country, but about their bank account. But, but about themselves. But about the illegal aliens. I'm sick of it. If we want America to return to the best days, whether you think it's the 80s, the 50s, the 40s, the 2000s, whatever, doesn't matter to me. What matters is this. We could always be better. And there are elements within our society that are dragging us down instead of helping us get back up. And I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think? But I'm going to leave it there. I got to be heading out of the house. Got to help. Got to help my family do some stuff. So I got to head out of here. But I wanted to, I wanted to make the, I wanted to ask this question today. Because it's one I don't hear asked very much, if at all. And I want you to really think about it. Anyways, my friends, it's been the Shipkishir podcast. I appreciate you being here. Till next time, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless this beautiful country called the United States of America. We're out of here. Peace.